Hey, everybody, welcome to That Supply Show, where we will share tips to maximize barcode and RFID print supplies performance. I'm Christine Weber. And I'm Kelly Bernison. Kelly and I have been with Zebra, specializing in supplies for just under 15 years. Adhesives is today's topic. Over our lifetimes, we've removed labels as a consumer from a multitude of different things we have purchased. Some are easy to remove, others we need to use a chemical aid in, in the removal. There are two things that impact how a label bonds to an item, the surface of the asset and the type of adhesive it is. So not only as a consumer, as a professional, we've removed a lot of labels too <laughs> and labeled a lot of stuff, right? So there's so many different kinds of adhesives that we're going to talk about today. Acrylic versus rubber. Do you need a high temp, an all temp? Do you need it to come off? Do you want it never to come off? That's what we're here to talk about. Great. And so it's time for us to start our broadcast. Action. As we mentioned, we are going to dive into adhesives today. The two things that impact how a label bonds to an item is the surface of the asset and the type of adhesive. We are going to start out by talking about the surface. So with the surface, there's many different kinds of surfaces to consider in your applications. You could have a plastic tote. You could have a piece of wood um, that you're, you know, building cabinets. You maybe it's metal, powder coated metal. Um, we could go on and on. Glass, metals, woods, painted surfaces, cardboard. Obviously, lots of cardboard in our lives these days, isn't there? <laughs> so those are all very important. They're all different types of surfaces, right? Cardboard, eh, pretty easy to, to, to label these days. However, is it recycled cardboard or is it new cardboard? Didn't think you needed an L? You need to think about that in your application. Which one are you using? We were doing an application and label had been working for years and years and years. And all of a sudden they started falling off to find out they were using recycled cardboard, which added some waxy elements into there. So that is something to, you know, to keep in mind as well. In your application, are you labeling painted wood or is it raw wood? Because those are two different types of surfaces. Wood isn't just wood, glass. Um, Glass, do you want that label to stick forever? You want that label to come off at some point. All those different kinds of surfaces are important to take into consideration. Right, as well as the size and the shape of the surface too, right, Kelly? Absolutely. So if you give me, you know, three inches by three inches and tell me you need to put a label on that, that's a lot different than if you tell me, you know, here's a giant box, I need to put a label on that. So if I'm looking at a one by one little teeny tiny label, that, that's a different amount of adhesive than a four by six. I got a whole bunch of adhesive that will work in that. So same application, maybe you're labeling the same thing, piece of cardboard. A four by six on a piece of cardboard might be a different adhesive than that little one by one because a little one by one, it doesn't offer you a lot of surface area. So you might need to use, might need to use a stronger adhesive. Something to think about. Um, also in your application, the, the size, not just the size, but the um, format of your product? Is it curved? Is there a, you're trying to label test tubes, which have a very tight radius? Or is it flat, like a cardboard box or a piece of metal, part of part of a car, a bumper on a car, right? So we got to get around that curved surfaces or inside the, the reverse curve, that kind of thing. S things to think about. Adhesives, 
will, or raw materials, face stocks will tend to flag up if they have memory, if they're materials that have memory in them. So you'll need to use a different kind of adhesive around a curved surface to make sure it stays on that curved surface. Right, definitely. And, you know, the other thing to think about is the condition of the surface. And I think you started to get into that a little bit, Kelly, when you started talking about wood and um, powder coated finishes, right? Those, you know, are particularly more challenging to label because of the gaps in the adhesive, right? That, you know, rough surface is creating gaps and the adhesive isn't 100% bonding like it would on a flat, smooth surface. And so we usually consider, a, you know, non-standard adhesives for those rough surfaces in order to make sure you get a good, strong bond uh, of the label to the asset you're labeling. Absolutely. Something that's a little, that's got some rough surface to it, you're going to want to probably use a rubber-based adhesive because it's going to have that ooze, rubber oozes into those, you know, in between, um, in wood, in between the fibers of the wood, in plastic, it's got, a, you know, different plastics, different PVCs, they all have a different surface energy. And even though you think it's smooth, you put a microscope to that and there's, there's, it's not as smooth as you think. And then there's applications that they purposely don't make them smooth because they want that label to come off in the future. And so is that part of your application? Is that something that you want to consider being able to remove that label further down the line? Or right. do you want it never to come off? Right. Something else to think about. Definitely. And then, you know, wet surfaces. There are a lot of food processing plants, right, where there's bags that are being labeled that are wet. And how does that adhesive bond when there's some, you know, moisture that it's it's got to penetrate through? Yeah. And moisture as well as greasy. Um, sometimes you don't know that there's moisture involved until you walk through the process. Um, you perhaps that that goes with temperature as well, like moistures and temperatures. You got to think through the whole process. You are labeling in the freezer, so it's cold. So you got the label on there, but then you take it out of the freezer and things start to thaw, and that's where the more of the moisture or wetness comes into play. And then you put it on a truck, it gets cold again, and then it gets caught. You know, so you got to walk through the whole process of that. Um, you know, something else that we we need to take you need to take into consideration during your applications is are you printing in the freezer or are you printing outside the freezer and taking the labels into the freezer because that's a different application not only does your printer need to work in the freezer your labels need to be printable in the freezer so you might have to have a different type of adhesive for that as well you might need to consider an all temp adhesive in an application like that so in food chain lots of food chain happening in all our e-commerce and you know bring me my food to my door kind of applications um, you want to make sure that label works on all these different kinds of surfaces you might have something cold and you might have something warm within the same application so does that beg for an all temp adhesive so you don't have to make that decision in within your printing process Right, because what will happen is if you, you know, apply a label to a cold surface, it may not, you know, it may seem like it's sticking, but you turn around and the next thing you know, that label has fallen off, right? And you're not able to identify that item any longer. And then what are you going to do if the labels that you have aren't sticking? You, you know, it, it 
basically shuts down your operations. So it can become a huge challenge and it's something you really need to make sure that you're thinking about, just like dirty um, surfaces as well. I mean, labeling outdoors where, you know, maybe you're labeling a windshield and you want to clean that windshield before you apply the label or, or not, or even just inside a manufacturing plant that where they're manufacturing something that's very dusty and there's dust everywhere. Or chicken feathers. We were in a plant <laughs> and it was a food processing plant and there was chicken feathers everywhere. And so there's feathers, feathers and feathers, dust everywhere. And so, yeah, they're not going to stop and clean that up to, in order to put the label on the plastic bag. That's not going to happen. Or, you know, outside labeling cars, whether that's at a manufacturing plant or an auction house. You, that if you have one of those applications, you got to, again, think about it. Do you want them to stop the line so you can wipe the window off? Probably not. You don't want to slow down that process. Get me a label that works in my application the way I need my workflow to work. Exactly. And so, Kelly, you talked a little bit already about, you know, some types of adhesives like rubber, for example, but there's many other types of adhesives in the marketplace that many of you probably aren't aware of that have very specific uses and also benefit you know, your workflows as well. For sure. So we've got acrylic and rubber. Those are kind of the overarching. We, we usually talk about those, but within those, you've got the high temp, the cold temp, the all temp. We've talked quite a bit about those, but then there's removable and there's multi-removable or multi-positionable. Maybe you're a manufacturer and in your application, you're putting a label down and it's got to be just right because it's important to you. It's, it's product, right? It's your product, it's branding. And the person put it on, put it a little crooked. Well, it's important to you that they may be able to make it straight. So that's a repositionable label um, to, to, to be just right. Or is there um, an application in your application? Are you labeling something and then you're going to take that label off and put it on something else? That is a multi-removable. I'm going to remove it here and put it on here and maybe it's going to move on to another place. Or do you just want it to be removable? Is your application labeling glass and it's in a retail setting and it's high-end glass and you don't want your customer to have to really struggle to get that label off when he gets home? That's a removable label. Totes. Talked a lot about totes, e-commerce. If you have an e-commerce application and you're labeling totes and you're in a big box picking groceries, well, have you ever seen a tote with all those labels on it? They look really cruddy and they don't come off. That's not what co consumers want to see when they're walking around the store. So a removable label, I'm done. I've delivered Kelly her groceries. I'm taking Kelly's name off of it. Now I'm going to put Christine's name on it. Those are the kind of applications that a more easily removable label is important. It doesn't always have to be speak because as we've been talking, it's that surface energy. So what are you labeling? Am I labeling a polypropylene tote? Or am I labeling a paper cardboard tote? Because those two different labels, as well as if you want it to be permanent or removable, is also a different application. Right. And so the other thing we already kind of touched on a little bit is, you know, service temperature versus application temperature of adhesives. So service temperature is defined at, as what is the temperature at the time you're applying the label versus application temperatures after you've applied that label what's the temperature of the environment that that asset's going to be in. And, you know, those vary, right? You want the service temperature to be, 
you know, within the specifications of that adhesive, when you apply that label so that it can start that bonding process, um, you know, the label doesn't bond 100%, you know, very quickly. Initially, it does take some time. It improves in that bond strength over a short period of time, but it doesn't happen instantly. And then, you know, because if it doesn't bond in that service, you know, if it's not applied at the right temperature, then it's going to fall off later on, potentially, after you've, um, you know, put it into the environment in which it's going to go into after it's been labeled. And, you know, vice versa, right? If you put on a label and then put it in an environment that it's not going to stay stuck on, like maybe really cold or really hot, then that label will fall off later. And so, you know, the thing to think about is if your label isn't sticking, then we can find you a label that will stick, right? We, we understand that there's a lot of different things that impact this and you don't just have to deal with it, right? There's ways in which you can fix that and it's a simple fix, right, Kelly? Absolutely. As, you know, as a, a labeling person, when you walk into somebody's application and you see them taping the labels down with scotch tape, you're like, oh my goodness, I can fix that for you. You know, and, and, and we have seen all those applications and it, it's, it, maybe it's not a complicated application, but because we have seen so many different kinds of applications, we are here to help you and talk through those applications. We developed a label that was, we were all very excited about. It was for supply chain. It was for MTNL. We were developing it down in Arkansas. We were ready to go, rolled it out, went up to Ohio and they started falling off because nobody thought about the fact that it's got to work in Arkansas and Ohio and, and, you know, out in Seattle and then down in Florida. And, you know, those are the things that we can help you think about. Is that label going outside your four walls? Because then it's out of your control. Is it going to go on a truck? Because that means it's going to be exposed to different elements. So even though that surface temperature is inside your four walls in your controlled setting, what happens when it leaves that warehouse? And that that goes for not only shipping but even your products. You know, healthcare. You got to. You can't. Your labels can't fall off pharmaceuticals. That can't happen. So those are the kinds of things that we help you try and understand within your application and make you think about. We ask the hard questions like, well, then what? And, and then what happens then? I mean, they're not really hard questions. It's just, and then what? <laughs> and then what? Uh, lots of that happens. But we certainly have many, many different kinds of adhesives that can fit into those scenarios. Um, the most important thing, I think I already said this, was we also make sure that you don't over-engineer that in your application. You don't need a high-tech, aggressive adhesive if the label only needs to stick for four hours. Those are, you know, we, we haven't really talked about time either, right? Do you want it to stick for four hours? Do you want to stick for eight hours? Do you want to stick it for the lifetime of that product? All different kinds of solutions within that. Right. And the other thing we haven't really dived into yet is kind of chemical exposure, right? So you think about, um, you know, lab testing of samples, you know, some of those samples are submerged in xylene, the label and the slide. And so xylene is a pretty harsh chemical and that chemical does start eating away at that adhesive and that could become, you know, a challenge, right? Absolutely. You know, um, that's a great example for healthcare, but take that back to manufacturing and you got greases and oils and maybe the label goes on, on a piece of raw metal, but then it goes through a process that in 
what greases and oils are introduced to, and that will break down the adhesive. Now, maybe that's okay because the label only needs to last an hour from beginning to the end and you, you, that will work in your application, but maybe you're labeling a bumper that you, that label needs to stay on until the car is made. That's important to know and understand. Right. And sometimes there's even some cleaning processes that happen in some manufacturing um, applications. After the product is manufactured, made, it goes through a cleaning process to remove some of those oils and other things that may um, it, it had been subjected to during the assembly process or manufacturing process. And again, you know, detergents and other things, you know, water pressure you know, all those things you have to kind of take into consideration. And, you know, that's a very unique application, but they do happen. And there are different types of adhesives that are available in the market that will work for that application. And we have ways to test all of that for you um, at Zebra. So if you do understand all that in your application, and, and we can certainly help, um, we can give you data based on testing that's done in our R&D lab, you know, how the strength of the adhesives versus the removableness of the adhesives. <laughs> Sometimes I like to say fall offable of the adhesives. There's a fine line between removable and fall offable. Um, those kinds of things, we certainly can help you with that. And we really know adhesives um, as well as our face stocks, but because adhesives are, I would even argue to say, more important in some cases than the actual face stock. We really have a team that has developed that knowledge. Right. And there's one adhesive we forgot to talk about, which is a dissolvable adhesive, which is actually on a dissolvable face stock as well. So the whole thing just washes away, um, which is also very convenient for certain applications. Yeah, absolutely. So if you've got something you're labeling and you want that label just to wash away, you don't want to deal with it, the adhesive as well as the face stock, we have a solution for that. And you're thinking, well, what would you use that for? There's lots of stuff actually. So in the retail setting, um, you know, like I said, if you've got, you're selling high-end glass, beautiful vases, you want your customer to be able to just wash that label away. There's one. Or maybe you are in a um, uh, fast food restaurant and you have all your products already pre-cut, right? Your vegetables or you're making salads and they're all pre-cut in the freezer and you have labels on there. Well, do you wanna pay somebody to scrub those labels off? Cause when you go to reuse them, no, you just wanna be able to wash that off cleanly and not gum up the sink as well. That's another thing, right? Adhesives gum things up. So that's a really great solution for a lot of things, um, you know, not to have to deal with that gumminess of the adhesive. Right. So I think that, you know, key things to understand and remember is, you know, that the surface and the adhesive work together and you have to understand that surface and we need to pick the adhesive that's going to work best with that surface, you know, just like any relationship. If they are not compatible, it's not going to work. Absolutely. The surface, the environment, indoors, outdoors, warm, cold, wet, rainy, freezing here in Chicago, you know, dusty, dirty, um, clean, even clean. You just really need to understand that part of the application as well as the size, the size of the label. Mm -hmm. Something else you need to consider, what kind of printers are you using? Um, because if you're using something that's really tacky, say you need a high-tack adhesive, something needs to stick immediately, you need a high-tack adhesive, that's gummy. And that gumminess 
can tend to ooze out of the label. And that's fine. We've got printers that can handle that. And we've got applications that we do that with every single day. Need to understand that. Because if you're going to put that in a mobile printer, well, we have to take that into consideration when we develop the adhesive and the label for your application. Yeah, very good point, Kelly. Well, I think with that, it's a wrap. Uh, until next time, remember there is more to thermal barcode and RFID supplies than what you can see. Zebra is here to help you get it right. Uh, to optimize your operations. So reach out directly to us or one of our resellers for assistance. Thank you. Thanks, Christine.